0: Adding this, your boy Nettie Free, and y'all are now listening to the Heck of Dangerous podcast. As always, I want to thank you all for listening, sharing, subscribing, liking all the stuff you do when you enjoy a good podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, I recorded this episode two weeks ago, but I don't know where you stay at, but um, things have been a lot different in the last 14 days. So I want to record something a little more up to date and something that was more in touch with what's happening today you know what I'm saying and uh yeah but for me I've just been in a really reflective rejoiceful grateful state of mind Um, so let me just get into it I'm recording this podcast from a hotel and about eight years ago nine years ago about eight years ago me and the homies you know we get like two or three heads put our money together, and we um we get the spot for the weekend, and we have girls over, you know what I'm saying? We'd be drinking, smoking, kicking it, doing the whole thing, you know? And we just pretty much would come here just to party, just to, just to cause a ruckus, you know? And it's funny because, you know, here we are eight years later, and I'm in the same hotel, and all I've done this hotel. I've read a couple of Bible verses. I, I've woke up, done my devotionals. I've ate a whole bunch of vegan food and snacks. I've watched some Netflix. I've done a lot of praying, a lot of reflecting, and sleeping. And uh, I've recorded some music, and now I'm doing this podcast. That's all I've done. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because, like, the whole time, you know, when I was booking this getaway, I was like, oh, I want to go here. I want to go there. But it was like, well, but but with COVID-19, Different counties have different, you know, regulations and stipulations and kind of, you know, all that good stuff. So I was like, nah, I don't want to deal with that. Let me just go to a place where I for sure could get in and get out with no hassle. And so it's just been so reflective to look back and be like, wow, like look at what God has delivered me from. Look at how much God has worked in my life. And um, it's just so crazy because I was talking to someone and she was just saying how like, Even before you become a believer, when you look back on your life, when you become a believer, you can see evidence of God's footprints all throughout your life. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's really hitting hard right now, you know. Um, (laughs) You know, being here and hearing people, you know, doing what they do, seeing people running in and out with big old cases of beer and stuff like that. Not to judge them, just saying it's just beautiful to see, like, what God has done, you know. And it's funny because like people will look at me and be like, well, NAS boring now. Nat's not having no fun. And it's like, man, I'm having the greatest time of my life. I got the greatest boss in the world. I work for God, bro. I don't work for, you know, no false idols. I don't work for Satan no more. I don't work for none of that. I work for God, man. And that's just such a blessing. Like, the person I was eight years ago, God could have left me like that. He didn't have to deliver me from that lifestyle, from that person that I was, from that route that I was going down, but he did. And that's just such a blessing and such an honor to be chosen to do something great because there's people in this life and everyone has, has, no one's greater than nobody, right? Everyone has like their own value to the narrative of the world. But... You know what i'm saying to be chosen to do such great things i can't thank him enough you know he didn't have to you know he didn't have to do this you know what i'm saying and uh, i'm just so thankful and it's crazy because uh there's a scripture that um i, I don't want to go too deep into the backstory of scripture because i mean it's i got you know i'm on time limit i mean i'm not on time limit but uh you know when i first heard someone read the scripture on a podcast, they broke it down to me, or not to me, but they broke it down in such a beautiful way that was so awesome, and I was telling Paul about it. And then Pastor read the same scripture today, and it just really kind of doubled down. But um, it's uh, the book of Daniel. It's uh, Daniel three twenty seven. It says, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. So a little backstory, right? You got the you got the Hebrew boys, and you got King Nebuchadnezzar, and, you know, when the royal band plays in Babylon, you're supposed to bow down and worship, you know, his gods. And, you know, being the three Hebrew, the, the three Hebrew boys... You know, being that they were such men of faith, and that they, you know, they were who they were, they refused to bow down when the royal band would play. So Nebuchadnezzar, you know, what I'm saying, he gets mad. He he orders he like you know orders them to get burned. Da da da. And so at this part, what they're talking about is like when they get burned inside when they when they're inside the furnace. Um, you can see a fourth member in there. And you know, as I'm learning more and more in my walk, the fourth member could be debated. It's debatable on who's like the, the theologians I know, they're very careful on saying who. Like when I first got into like Christianity, people were like, That's Jesus, that's Jesus, you know that Jesus. But like the very careful, very well thought out theologians are like, there was an image. There was a there was someone who was who had the image of the guys. So, um, Anyways, he orders to get the three Hebrew boys put out the furnace. He's like, what in the world is going on? Why are they just walking around this furnace? This thing, I ordered this furnace to be seven times hotter. And so when they get pulled out, that's when they're talking about, um, and that's when they say they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their hair singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. So you're in a furnace. None of your hair got burned. Your, ro- your clothes is looking smooth. And you smell nothing like fire. And the reason why this hit me so hard is because those Hebrew boys, I saw me in that furnace. My whole life, I've been in the furnace. You know, my whole life, I've been in the furnace. And it's crazy because when I talk to people now, especially like the young folks at my church, and I talk to them. And I and I, I, I you know counsel them through different things that they're going through, and I'm just there for them. You know, for them, they don't they don't see the 22 year old boy who used to get a hotel and get drunk and hire a bunch of girls. They don't see a 22 year old boy who used to you know be in the streets. They don't see they don't see that. They just see they just see the man of God that I am today, and um and that just that's what made me. It just made me so thankful for God because it's just like He could deliver us from anything. There's people that I know, and that like there was someone at my church and I was helping them out, and another church brother goes, "Yeah, man, that person um, uh, found the church through a rehab system." And I'm like, "What? That person was in rehab?" And that just show. that's just how awesome God is. It's like God could deliver us from anything. And we won't look like our past and we won't look like our experiences. And so I say that to you to say, don't be married to your circumstances, because that's how I was. You know, I kept myself down because I was like, oh, I'm a South sack kid. I'm a blah, blah, blah. I'm a this and that. And I was married to some circumstances. But really what I was doing was I was pushing myself down because I was scared of the calling God how my life. And I figure if I just stayed in these streets, and I stayed just defiling myself, smoking, drinking, uh, you know, being with girls and things like that, that no one would expect nothing of me. But, you know, God doesn't change. Uh, I saw on Instagram, somebody was talking about, like, some lady was talking about uh, how people were talking about God, and she's like, God don't change, we do. God's always faithful when we're unfaithful. There's so many times I used to drink and drive so many times. I don't even know about to say on the podcast, but there's just so many times I've done things and I look back on my life and I'm like, God was there protecting me. You know what I'm saying? God didn't have to protect me from situations. You know, I got friends and family that's no longer here. And we get so caught up and we get so stuck up that we don't that I, I had to realize, like. I should be even thankful to be alive after some of the things i've done in my life some of the things that i've experienced you know what i'm saying i shouldn't even be alive like i was thinking about it last night and you know my cousin she died in a car accident she was 20 years old and i was like i used to always drive her around why wasn't that me in the car with her you know what i'm saying like like really think about it man like really like really humble like really humble yourself and just think about it like God ain't got to do none of this. He owes me nothing. He owes you nothing. We're sinners, you know what I'm saying? And um, it just made me so thankful. And so I've just been in this hotel just praying and just giving him thanks. And not giving him thanks for the money he's giving me, for the room, but thanking him for the girlfriends he didn't give me, thanking him for the job I didn't get, thank him for everything, you know what I'm saying? Because uh someone shared some real some real dope stuff with me. They said, God, when you when you ask God for something, he says yes, not now, or I have something better for you. So God don't tell you no, right? So like check I'm gonna use an example so you can understand this with your brain, right? Let's say I go to God and I'm like, God, I'll use example for my life. I said, God, I want that, I want that bins right there. I want that bins right there. That's the one I want. I'm about to work this job. I'm about to save up. I'm about to get that Benz. You know what God gave me? God gave me a 2010 Toyota Corolla with no payments on it. The bumper ripped off. The windshield cracked. The middle console ripped open. Everything. I mean, the car the car aesthetically is not pleasing. Even Pastor saw my car. I was like, boy, what happened to your car? I'm like, it was gifted to me like this, and that's my baby, and I love it. That's God's blessing to me. But you see what I'm saying? But you may be like, man, God told me no, and you'll miss the whole blessing of God even giving that Corolla. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you dig? You dig what I'm saying? And so it's like, God, just to- God didn't tell me no. I prayed for a car. God answered my prayer. He just said, I got something else for you. He said, not now. I might get that Mercedes later on in my 40s, my 50s. You know what I'm saying? That's that's Siri up there tripping. Um, And so it just made me so thankful, man. And so I just want to come on here and just really talk about that, man. Like, really think about your life. Really, really think about your life. You know what I'm saying? Really just sit there and think about and and just sit there. This is for believers, non-believers. Just really sit back. And try to and try to spot God's footprints in your life. See if you can spot him. Cause I wasn't paying attention back then. And there's so many, there's so many small things I look at now where it's like, Oh, God was there. God was there the whole time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I'm just in a rejoiceful, thankful mood. And um, I've just been in this hotel just really chilling, man. Just really chilling, relaxing, and um Man, I'm just so thankful for what God has done. Like I said, you see me, you don't you don't think, you don't see my experiences. You don't see the 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 dead bodies. You don't see, you know, the the drinking, the smoking, the the sex. You don't see um you know, the stuff that I used to do. You don't see the lies. You don't see the 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 stuff. You don't see none of that. And um I just want to keep Reflecting my father, you know, we're made in his image. And when when he says made when he says made in his image. God is not six foot and a half, 29 years old, fresh out of South Sac. No. With beautiful hazel eyes. No. We're made in his likeliness. You know what I'm saying? And I just want people to see that. When they see me. I want people to feel that. I want people, that'd be the first thing you notice. I don't even want you, I don't even care about me. I'm I am i am decreasing so he can increase. You know what I'm saying? But man, yeah, I just want to come in and just and just give God thanks. Use his platform to really give God thanks, to really be a witness. Cause as a believer, I'm his, I'm I'm his salesman, right? It's just like anything else, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, if you went to a restaurant, they banking on you to go around telling people how dope their food was, how great the service was. So why should I do the same thing with Christ? That's what getting the gospel out is about. Running around telling people, man, look what God did for me. Man, I was doing this and doing that. And I want I want you to be encouraged. Because I know everyone who does, I know everyone who listens to this show is not a believer. But I even want the believers to be encouraged. They're like, Yo, God just be showing off sometimes, man. Like God ain't got to save me. God ain't God could just He could He got plenty of people who are professing Christians. He don't need me. But my story, my testimony can inspire someone, can give someone hope, and that's why I'm here for. It's to give someone hope. I want to give people hope. You know, like I remember when Kanye got saved, that gave me so much hope. Cause I'm looking at him like God could work through someone like that. Someone who's done the stuff that he's done, God could work through that, man. Nah, you know what I'm saying. And so that gave me hope, and I want to create that same hope for somebody else, man. So if you listen to this podcast and you've been thinking about coming home, but you're just like, man, I didn't, I didn't slept with too many dudes, too many girls. Um, you know, um, I, I didn't did too many drugs, I didn't had too many drinks, I didn't, got, I didn't did too much jail time, I didn't had that abortion. Man, God could work with all that. I'm telling you, man. I'm a witness. I'm living proof that God could work with anything and everything. Cause then, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could work with anything. Cause then you if, if we if we just all come together and we tell our truth, we can encourage people. There's people out here who are thirsty for the Lord, but they scare. They live in they live in fear and shame. And there's people who are believers who are just like these people on the outside looking in but we walking around like we all that and we not we not and I also want to keep it real with people as I go through my walk I want to stay keeping it real with you guys using this platform to talk about my walk you know because the last thing I want to do is also tell people like hey man when you become become a believer you all good you gonna stop having lust in your heart you gonna stop you know blah 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 nah you still gonna go through stuff but now you better equipped because you're going to have the word. You're going to have a, uh, you know, uh, the body of Christ to be there for you. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't tell you how many times that my brothers and sisters in Christ have gave me words of encouragement that have dug me out or gave me scripture that has dug me out of certain habits and certain situations where I'm just like, man, you know what? If I go back one time, it's all good. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So let this encourage you. And feel free to talk to me, man. Ask me the hard questions about being a believer. I'll answer them honestly. I'll try my best. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man. That's I just I just want to talk about that real quick. Um, on the as far as like personal life and like artistry. So um, recently, I hosted this event called Say So. Um, it was a it was a young adult worship night. And, uh, basically what we do is, a uh, is basically it's like Harlow's for Christians. Think of it like that. And what we want to do with say, so going forward is that we want it to be a platform where people can use their unique gifts that God has given us to worship God, whether you sing, whether you speak, whether you juggle, do comedy, whether you draw, whether you DJ, whether you dance, play piano, whatever, Um, we want to come together and bring all our gifts together to be able to worship our Father. And um, it's just a space for young adults. It's a very innovative space that we're trying to create. And we want to create a fun space where it's like say-so becomes a space where it's like, okay, like Friday night, Saturday night, whatever, I'm going to say-so, you know. We, we want you to have everything that you need without having to go into the world. You know, like the last one, we had a DJ. We had, a, you know, a rapper. We had juggling. We had live painters. We had speakers. We had everything you needed. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about going into the world. You know, you ain't got to worry about going to a bar or something like that and being tempted and being um, conflicted internally. And so, yeah, that was awesome. And I just want to thank Pastor Mark for giving that to me. And uh, let me store over that. And I thank God for uh, working through him. And because uh, uh, when I first got that event, I was like, they tripping. I don't know why they chose me. I'm no good. And so I tried to sabotage that thing. I was like, I'm just going to suck at this event until they just save me and get me out of here. But God was like, nope, this is your event, son. This is what I had planned for you. And Pastor Mark's show did not save me. Pastor Nate did not save me. They made me go through it. And I'm thankful that they made me go through it. So yeah, I did that. Um, that was so awesome. Shout out to everyone who was involved in that one. Um uh Alvin, Kendra, Tyler, Pastor Nate, um uh Charlene, Conscious, DJ Broke Boy. Shout out to DJ Broke Boy, he just got married. Hey, man, God bless you and your wife, man. Um, Anno, you know, um, it was just a beautiful night. So uh be on the lookout for that. Our next one is uh October twenty fourth. We're we're booking it around like the voting season. So we're definitely gonna, you know, talk to you know young believers about the importance of using your voice and and um and not underestimating the influence that you have because we have a lot of influence. We are the child of the most high. Um I also dropped my debut single for my album. Um I haven't gave, I haven't put the title of the album yet or the date. I have teased the date. So the date um is gonna be august 14th august 14th my debut album comes out it's a christian spoken word album so i'm um, being a lookout for that but i dropped a debut single um it's called cycles go on my youtube i mean youtube go on my instagram check it out um yeah just check out the visual i, I made a great I, I put it together a little nice visual for it and then there was this page on instagram that shared it and uh, it was a contest and um I won twenty-five dollars and what I did was I matched the twenty-five they were gonna give me and we donate the money to a single mom in New Orleans. So um, you know, I thank you I thank God for blessing me so I could be a blessing, you know. Uh when I was struggling, I think that was the hardest part of struggling was that I've always been a servant, you know. I've always been I've always I've always been a giver, you know. And so I feel so useless and so weak. Like it wasn't even like, when I was down and out, it didn't even hurt that I couldn't do nothing for myself. It hurt that I couldn't do nothing for others, that I had to see single moms struggle. That I had to see, you know, my friends hurting, and I couldn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it, I'm just blessed to be a blessing, you know. Um, so, you know, shout out to, shout out to you know, everyone who's a part of that whole situation. I really appreciate y'all. Um, yeah, so Cycles, um, check it out. And for anyone who's interested in watching Say So, I'm going to attach the link in my bio. I mean in my bio. In this event. I mean in, in this in this episode description so y'all could watch it. And uh yeah. I'll probably post the link for uh cycles too. But um yeah, that's the debut single. Da 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 album comes out August fourteenth. Be on the lookout for that. It'll be on um, What's that? What's that thing called? Spotify, Apple Music, the whole nine, you know, you know what I'm saying? The whole shindig. We're going to do it big. Um, before I get out of here, man, I just want to say, be compassionate and be patient. I know y'all want to hear that, right? Y'all want to hear that. But we got to be compassionate and we got to be patient and we got we to gotta give people time to work out the kinks. Um I'm seeing a lot of people, and look, I understand the frustration as far as like corporations go, but on the individual end, I see a lot of people who are like, "It's too late, it's too late. We don't want your sorries, we don't want your this, we don't want your that, and we got we got to give people time to work it out." You know, it it reminds me of when um, I had to check myself as a man, check my male privilege, and start listening to women, and What was really instrumental for me was that women really gave me the space to get it wrong. They gave me the space to try. And when I did get it wrong, they corrected me with compassion and they let me know. For a lot of people, this is new. There's a lot of your white friends, a lot of your non-black friends. This is new to them. And they're learning. And you got to give them space. Have compassion, you know. And I get it, like, oh, it's too late. What you trying for? But let's keep it real. I've been talking to black people who don't even know these things are happening. They were so unaware they were happening on such a level. Like, me as a black man, I don't know what the Asian American community is going through. I don't because I'm not tapped in with them. That's not that's not in my, my threshold, you know what I'm saying? So if something happens to, happen to the, Asian community, the Asian American community, they need me to show up. You know what I'm saying? I need to be there. And and uh, you got to give people space to just do stuff, man. So it's just like working together, you know? So I've been, I've been, you know, I have some friends who are white. And, um, you know, I've just been sending them words of encouragement, man. Just some words of encouragement to just keep doing what you're doing. You know, the way I look at it, right? It's like, it's, it's like a, I'll use a football metaphor, right? So in football, there's five blockers and then there's a quarterback. And so each blocker has their own assignment and the quarterback is back there and they're the one who's throwing the ball. And everyone else is on the field running around getting loose for the ball. But in order for that quarterback to get that ball out, the five guys who are blocking are very essential to blocking the other people who are trying to take that one person down. You follow me? So if one of the five guys decides that he's going to try to take down the guy in front of him and the guy way over yonder, it's not going to work. So what I'm saying is let people feel the role they're supposed to feel. You might have a white friend who's only signing petitions, that's okay. Petitions are important. You might have a white friend who's out there on the front line, going yeah yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the front, you know, you know, black lives matter. Black lives matter. I don't know why they had that voice, but you know what I'm saying. You got your other white friend who's talking to their family and their friends and educating them. You got your other black friend who's trying to have dialogue with black people and hear them out. Everyone, particular role is is important. It's it's like the you know it's like the body of Christ. You know where everyone has their, their singular roles and we all have to play our strengths and you may be mad at your white friend because they're not doing X, Y, or Z, but they're playing their role. So just be compassionate, man. So what? Like, this is going to be a collective effort for this racism thing to go away for, for, for equality to happen. And there's going to be some people who are going to need space to try. You know, um, it reminds me, this is like, a this is a 1 Corinthians twelve fourteen uh to 21. Even so, the body is not made up, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. We all have our singular roles. And so you need to let people play their role out. And and know that everybody's role is very important. Don't downplay somebody because it doesn't look the way you want to look. It don't matter what you want to look like, because it's not your will. It's God's will that's supposed to be in emotion. So I know people are gonna be mad. And I know people wanna hear this. And I know people are angry. But I'll tell you like this. There's there's you You cannot mix up explanations for excuses. The things that people tell me on a daily basis are explanations. You know what I'm saying? But they're not excuses. I could say, well, the reason why I curse at my wife and why I beat on my kids is because I'm stressed. It's because I'm broke. It's because life is hard. Because I'm a black man, they killing me and I'm scared. That's a exp- that just explains. Ex- that just that just tells me why. But that doesn't excuse why you did it. You know what I'm saying? So think about that. Like I'm not numb to what's going on. I understand the frustrations, but what I'm saying is that it ain't no good. Have you, you know, have your little moment, but man, look, this is going to be a collaborative effort. This is a human issue. Like this is a human issue, man. And like I said, people want to hear this. I get it, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to say it. It's a human issue. And it's going to take work, man. Like I said, I'm th- and, you know I'm thankful for the people who have let me get it wrong and have gave me a chance and have guided me through it because I genuinely didn't know. Like when I came to my women friends, I didn't know because I didn't grow up with a mother. And it's like, yeah, sure. Like people could draw and say, oh, well, you work with black people. You work with women. That's different than being in relationship with people and actually knowing people. You know what I'm saying? That's why I use the example of the Asian American thing where it's like, yeah, I grew up in a neighborhood where there's Asian Americans, but that doesn't mean that I was kicking them. That I was breaking bread with them. So how would I know what they go through and what their needs are? So just be compassionate, man. Love on one another. Love on one another. You know what I'm saying? Love on one another. Work together, man. But I'm out of here, man. I'm done. I'm done talking. I'm done. I'm, I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. Um, with that being said, man, just want to give thanks, man. I just want to give thanks. Uh, if y'all mind, I usually do shouts, but I'm gonna just close out in prayer. Um, I just want to thank you, God, for this platform and for this opportunity. I want to thank you, God, for those who listened. Um, and those who even if they didn't listen, it's okay. But Father, God, I just want to thank you for this platform, this opportunity. I want to thank you for um, allowing me to use my voice. You don't have to do this, you know. I just want to thank uh, thank you for delivering me from everything you delivered me from. Um, I want to thank you for keeping myself safe, uh, the people listening to this safe. I just, to, um, I just want to, I just want, I just want to give you thanks, Father. And um, I just ask that. You just bless every household who listens to this to this episode and that they may take something from this. I ask for safety from them and wherever they're at and just blessings on their family, on their physical, their mental and their spiritual health. Father God, I send all these prayers up in your precious son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, Thank you all for listening to the podcast. I love you all. Um, Y'all stay safe out there. Um, Stay safe out there, you know. I know on the show we all talk about staying dangerous, and we definitely want you to stay dangerous. And by dangerous, that means voting. That means signing petitions. That means whatever you're supposed to do, do that. That's why I, that's why I share scripture, because you got to play a role. You know what I'm saying? Here I go again, right? Play a role. You know what I'm saying? There was one lady in the Bible study I was talking to where she was saying, like, I'm 5'2". I'm little. like lo- Like, logistically, it don't make no sense for me to be on the front line. But she could be an amazing gatherer. She could be a person putting flyers together to help people with the protest. She could be out there handing out waters to people and then granola bars or whatever it may be. And we just gotta play our particular roles. But what, what if what if our one of our a person we could use for flyers and stuff? We have her out there in the front line and she get hit by a rubber bullet. Or what if we have one of our bigger, stronger people and and you know he 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 pushing uh, documents out. You know what I'm saying? Find your role. So dig deep, look at yourself, find your, find your gift that God has given you and go use that to serve him, give him praise and to fight the good fight out here, man. But, uh, yeah, y'all just, y'all stay dangerous out there, man. Stay dangerous. I mean, voting, sign petitions. I mean, um, checking on your folks. I've been having private, um, Zoom sessions, just talking to people, checking on people, man. Stay dangerous, y'all. Checking on people, call people, um, you know, it could be a, it could be as simple as you know whatever. Like, there's so many ways to stay dangerous out here, man. So y'all stay dangerous. Find your role, play it, and play it well. If 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 God and, and His cards have for you to be a petition signer, boy, I better see you signing every petition that come to your that come to your front door. You better boom, 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 sign petitions. Boom, 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 boom. sign them thing. Bow, bow, bow. You know what I'm saying? If, if you meant to be the person on the megaphone at the at the rallies. Man, you better be having the best rallies out there. You better be, no justice, no peace. No justice. You better be going, yay, yay. I want to hear you saying it with your chest. Don't be, no justice, no peace. Do it with pride, man. Whatever whatever God has given you, use that. That's, that's how we give him glory, man. Using what he's given us. You know what I'm saying? Give him glory. He, 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 it makes him happy. Think of it like this. It's, it's like if, It's like if your mama buy you a jacket. And you know what I'm saying? You wear that jacket every day. Your mama like, oh, look, he like that jacket I bought. Same thing, fool. I'm so good at giving y'all uh, examples y'all can see. Because y'all be like, man, this God thing is too confusing. Y'all be saying it's too hard. Anyways, man, I'm out of here. I want to thank y'all for listening to Heck of Dangerous Podcast. Um, I will have the link for Say So, so you can watch it if you missed it. And, uh, yeah, check it out. And the song I'm going to play for the end of this episode it's called Cycles. So um, check it out. Um, it's my first single off of my album, dropping August 14th. I've not given y'all the title yet. So don't worry about it and don't ask me about it. Anyways, I'm about to here. I love y'all, man. For real. If you got any prayer requests, please email me. freeman at gmail.com. Slide my uh, DMs on Insta. Whatever you need to do, get to me. I'm, a, I'm approachable. Anyways, I'm about to here. God bless. Yee hee. Keep you cool young bull, they can't wait for you to lose your cool. Trigger finger itching as they unload the tool, pool full of blood that we rest in. Rest in peace, people flooding the highways and the streets. I watch this process repeat, walk and pray and they looking to have a feast. Forks, knives and spoons, all they missing is hot sauce and the ketchup. I wasn't running away officer, I was just trying to catch up. Disadvantages that I can't control. Tell me who left you in control. Don't you know kingdoms come and kingdoms go? Be humble and remember who put you in that position. The exteriors deceiving weren't all that different. We're crucial to each other's existence. You gave me six feet before the social distance. In the past, I would have had very malicious things to say to you. But these days, I know it's better just to pray for you. the chains. We just want to be set free. We just want to break the chains. We just want to be set free. Get these cuffs up off of me. Get these cuffs up off of me. We just want to be set free. And I we think the simple perspective of that somehow these things got past God or that He's not it's not really true when he says he's freely given us a son, how will he not also with him give us all things? And so what I have to believe is that God is going to turn all things for my good and that if there's something better for me and for his glory, then he'll give it to me, right? He's always going to give me... Uh, What's best for me, right? Always. What's best for me and for His glory. That doesn't always look like what I want it to look like, you know? I want it to look like having a lot more energy. And one of the things I've seen is that in my weakness, God's strength has been glorified.